Hey there, everybody. It's Rick Lewis with episode 56 of the Follow Through Formula Podcast. Today, I have some thoughts about goals and goal setting, particularly the size of one's goals. And I have a story to tell you. This is a story about being 15 years old and winning a free martial arts session at a local dojo that was in my town in Little Rock, Arkansas, when I was 15 years old. I was very into sports at that time, doing all kinds of different sports, but I had had zero exposure to martial arts as a discipline. But I won this free lesson. It was a 90-minute session where I would get to have this one-on-one training with the sensei of this local dojo who was going to show me some basic martial arts technique. I can't even remember. I think it might have just been karate, um, but I can't remember exactly what form it was. So I went to this studio, the, the martial arts studio, and the instructor just showed me a lot of basic exercises, moves, some katas, some uh, routines that to move through in order to begin to understand the basic movements of martial arts. I haven't done any sense either. So, I'm, you know, if I'm not using the right terms and you're a martial arts expert, please forgive me. But the point is that over the course of this whole session, when we got to the end, the instructor took me into an adjacent room and they're set up across a couple of cinder blocks were several boards stacked on top of each other. And the instructor invited me to break these boards with my hand. And I don't know if this is common practice to do on a first visit for someone, but perhaps as a 15-year-old boy, this gentleman thought if he could help me break a couple of boards, he'd, he'd get me to sign up and I'd get excited about martial arts in general. And he didn't give me a lot of instruction, but he did show, show me how to hold my hand. And he invited me to try and break these boards. And, you know, that was pretty interesting and exciting for me. I'm like, oh, this is going to be cool. So I psyched myself up and I raised my hand up and I, I gave the, I took a, a good whale at the boards and practically broke my hand. It was, my hand was red and throbbing and hurting. And I, I remember looking at this guy like, what the heck? You know, why, why would you have me do that? Figuring that he probably knew that I wasn't going to be able to break these boards. And he was looking at me, you know, somewhat self-satisfied. And I was not, I was not too pleased about this. But what he said was, I want to give you some more instruction. I want to give you a tip. And my first thought was, well, you know, you could have given me the tip before the first time. But he had an end in mind here. He wanted to demonstrate a principle to me, which, first of all, involved me uh, experiencing some pain and coming up against a, a barrier. Now, imagine these two cinder blocks 
with these couple of thin boards on top. And this is raised about 18 inches off the ground. So what he said to me is, I want you to try and break the boards again. But this time, as you bring your hand down, I want you to focus on this point on the floor that is beneath the boards. And he had a little dot on the floor, which I could see just past the boards. And he said, this time I want you to use this dot as the destination of focus for your strike. So instead of focusing on the obstacle, he now had me focused on a destination that was well beyond the obstacle. So I raised my hand and I actually hit it once again and it didn't work. But interestingly, it didn't hurt as much, even though I didn't break the boards. and I couldn't ever really figure that out. And then the third time I tried it, I was able to break the boards. And the breaking of the boards actually had very little impact on my hand. And I remember this whole episode. I remember this experience very vividly. It had a deep impact on me, evidenced by the fact that I, I can still remember it now 45 years later, but it has real relevance to follow through and how we set our goals in relationship to what we want to achieve. And what this martial arts instructor did with me actually lines up with existing research on goal setting and goal attainment. Someone named Edwin Locke, who is a uh, psychological researcher, he is apparently the most published organizational psychologist in the history of organizational psychology. He developed something called goal setting theory. And it's fairly in depth, but the upshot of goal setting theory is that the more difficult and specific a goal is, the easier it becomes to pursue the goal. People are most motivated by difficult and specific goals. That's what his research says. And so this particular task that was put before me in the martial arts studio fits that description. And when we're trying to identify goals for ourselves, I think there are two worthwhile points of experimentation. And now this is just anecdotal from my own perspective, but I have found that resizing my goals, either up or down, is often very effective in helping me get more movement in my actual action toward the goal. And by resizing up and down, I mean, number one, making the goal bigger in alignment with the story I just told you, where I place the destination that I'm shooting for well beyond the point where I'm hoping for some practical results. So, for example, committing to doing a daily podcast was well beyond the point of what I really needed to engage practically in terms of 
committing myself to engage more often in expressing what's most important to me. It wasn't necessary that I do a daily podcast, but having a goal that was that large and feels in some ways almost impossible has been very successful in galvanizing my attention. It really piqued my interest as a challenge and it continues to do that now 56 days later. And what I see for myself and what I think is generally true of human beings is that we underestimate our capacity. We don't really know what we're capable of because often we don't hold ourselves to a high enough degree of expectation in order to realize what we're capable of. And this is one of my repeated criticisms of Western comfort culture is the more comfortable and convenient and easy we make our lives, the more we become disconnected from that essential capacity. And we have no necessity for discovering a a broader range of that capacity. So in experimenting with your goals, if you set an outrageously large goal that actually really interests you, that it gets your attention, you make a very big goal and then you think, wow, what, what would that be like to actually attain that goal? And I wonder if I could actually be capable of that. If you get very interested in the result, the potential result, it can help to catalyze finding inner strengths that we didn't even know we had. And built into goal setting theory is that goals ought to be depicting and clarifying what we do want. If our goals are centered around what we don't want or what we're afraid of or what we want to push away or get rid of, then we're back to what I was doing the very first time I tried to break a board, which is focusing on the obstacle itself. And then we find our, our efforts stopping at the same point where we're fixated, which is upon the obstacle. And very often, if we want to get beyond an obstacle, we have to think bigger, further, and beyond the point of the obstacle itself in order to overcome the obstacle. And often when we do that, the obstacle actually almost becomes irrelevant. As we're pursuing that big goal, we find that things that we wanted to overcome or get past or rise above can almost disappear from our attention. And we suddenly find ourselves pursuing this big, wonderful, exciting, interesting destination and then realize, oh, I used to be really socially anxious when speaking in public, but now I'm naturally getting up and doing it because I care so much about this subject or something else we may overcome in the process of becoming very impassioned and interested in pursuing this big vision or big goal. So focusing on what we do want is an important component of setting these goals. And so that's resizing on the upside, which also reminds me of something I saw 
it, I was actually watching a speaker, someone named Pat Flynn, who is an entrepreneur's coach or a financial wealth, entrepreneurial business building coach. And he was giving a keynote. I was watching this on video and it was really neat what he did. He was speaking to the audience and it was a big crowd. And so the camera was in the back of the audience. You could see the over the heads of the audience and you could see him on stage. And he said, okay, I want everyone to raise their hand up in the air as high as you possibly can. And so you see this whole sea of hands go up, what you're looking at from behind. And then he stops and he says, okay, hold right there. And everyone's got their hand stretched up as high as they can. And he says, now I want you to raise your hand three inches higher. And what you see is everybody in that audience find another three inches in their reach. And he makes the comment at that point. He says, so what, what was that about? And he points out how we reserve our best effort for some unknown situation or circumstance and that somehow psychologically we are not giving our all in each moment to whatever we're working on or pursuing or attempting to achieve. It was just a really neat demonstration of the fact that we hold ourselves in reserve. And if there's an ability to become conscious of that, that withholding, that triggers these realizations that we're capable of more than we thought we were. And so setting a big goal, a big outrageous goal can work in this respect as well, just to get the best out of us. That is on the upside of resizing your goals to make them bigger. But then I have also found going the other way is very useful. Sometimes when I'm just not making any progress on a goal that I, I claim is important to me, sometimes making the steps smaller really works. Just breaking down what it is I'm intending to do. And if I haven't seen success thus far with pursuing that goal, if I cut that step in half or even further down, if I turn one, what I've been treating as one step, if I break it down into four increments, things I can do on my way to this step, then that can sometimes make it easier to get yourself a win. And as I've described before in some of the neurological research I've run across, when you set yourself a goal and it's measurable and it's specific and you actually achieve that step, it triggers the release of dopamine in the brain which is this feel-good pleasure chemical that tells you, oh, that was nice. We liked doing that. That feels good to make progress, to accomplish something. So it actually trains your mind to want to do that activity more in the future. So identifying small increments in steps you can take and intending them, so you're actually articulating, okay, here's what I am going to do today. And say, if your goal was, I'm going to exercise every day, but you're not getting to exercise, 
maybe what you need to say is, I'm going to do one push-up today, or I'm going to do three sit-ups. And when you declare that, and then you're actually able to reach it, it has this effect of empowering the activity neurologically through your brain response, and it makes you more able to follow through with exercise in the future. And that's all facilitated by downscaling the size of your goal and getting these small wins under your belt so you develop some momentum in moving in the direction you want to move. It seems often when we set goals that are in this middle range where, um, the, let's say, let's put it this way, the worst goal you can set comes across as being mundane and uninteresting because one, it's not specific, and two, it's not big enough to excite you, and three, it's not small enough to feel easily doable. So that's a way you can guarantee your goals remain elusive, is to keep them vague, uninteresting in terms of the level of it as an achievement, and bigger than something that feels like a quick win. So if you'd like to work with this immediately today, just write down three goals that you've had and have a look at these three and see what it would look like to either supersize your commitment to achieving this goal. What would it look like if it were 10 times bigger than what you had been planning or to downsize it and state what the goal would look like if you were microdosing on the goal. If I cut this in half or if I if I chop this up into 10 steps to reach this goal that I've had, what would those steps look like? So experiment with that, upsizing and downsizing, and see if that helps you to follow through on what matters most for you. Thanks for listening again today. This has been episode 56 of the Follow Through Formula podcast. My name is Rick Lewis. And I'll be back tomorrow.